What is up, everybody? It is trade deadline time. We are just a couple minutes away from the trade deadline, and we are live now to talk all about it, everything leading up to this day, the winners and the losers of the trade deadline, the biggest trades, the biggest hauls from every single team. This one is going to be a blast. We're going to get trades coming in for the next 15, 30 minutes. One just did, and we're going to talk about it on the other side of this. Let's have a blast. Let's get to it. Five ball onto the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And what a game. What a moment. I love the Major League Baseball trade deadline. It is always so fun and so exciting. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. It is 2.45 Pacific, 5.45 Eastern time when we are recording this, meaning the trade deadline is currently in. It's in 10 minutes. It's currently 2.50 here on the West Coast. A trade just came through, Alex. I'm sure we'll get a few of these throughout the show, but Tommy Pham heading to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, look, the trade deadline is at 6 o'clock Eastern, yeah. but trades will continue to roll in for 15, 20 minutes after the fact as well. Can we just take a moment of how crazy this day has already <laughs> been? Like, we had our morning meeting kind of going over, like, trying to prepare of what possibly could happen. And then midday, while you're in another interview, your brother gets traded mid-interview. So then you do an emergency podcast while I'm in the makeup chair. Then we're up here, moments before we go live, another trade happens, and this is what the day is all about. Alex, my, this is so much fun. My last 24 hours has been an absolute mess. My brain is just all over the place right now. Last night, the trade deadline stuff really started heating yeah. up. I thought something might happen with Justin last night. Then this morning, woke up at like seven o'clock just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up, you know, I have an interview for a future podcast with Matt McClain of the Cincinnati Reds come in and I'm like, okay, as long as it doesn't happen in that like 30 ish minutes, <laughs> like we'll be fine. And of happen. course the of course. news officially broke of Justin to the Astros while I was talking to Matt McClain. It has been a day, Alex, but yes, as you mentioned, uh, Justin is heading back to Houston. Now, how are you feeling about it? I, I'm excited. I'm excited because I mean, his, his legacy was being built to a point there that it was like, it got to the point of, is he going to go in the hall of fame as a tiger or as an Astro? Yeah. And then with the longevity that he was there for, I think there was, that was still up for debate, but now he's going to go back, build on that legacy with a very good team still. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I love, I love Houston. I love I it. It's do. become a second home for my family. I love the people there. I love the team. I love the players. I love Jim Crane and Whitney Crane, the owners of the team. It's, it feels like a second home. So, you know, to hear he's going back with a, another chance to win a world series. Yeah. The, the vibes and just the emotions today have been uh, there's been a, a lot of emotions. For and sure. what a steal for the Astros. We'll break that down in just yeah. a moment, but I can't even imagine what Astros fan base is doing right now in your mentions because they were going crazy before <laughs> your brother got traded, hoping they were going to get traded. Now he's back. There's so much going down today. And we're going to start off by grading the biggest 
movers. Okay. All right. Yep. So let's just, let's just get right to it and let's start with the Astros Mm -hmm. because they made the biggest splash today trading for your brother. So the Astros in my, in my opinion, before we got to the deadline needed a couple of things. They needed a bullpen arm Mm -hmm. and they needed a starting pitcher despite GM Dana Brown coming out and saying they were out on the market for, for starting pitching, which I don't know if I would believe exactly, which by the way, forgot to mention this. Former GM of the Detroit Tigers, Al Avila, is going to join us today. And I'm going to ask him all of these questions. Yeah. Like, how much does smoke and mirrors put out into the public? But regardless, uh, they they needed a starter. They needed bullpen. They got both of those done. And they got, they, the, did. they got the biggest starter available on the market that, well, we didn't know it was available. But it yeah. ended up. And he would have had to agree to be available because they had a no trade clause. Yeah. So it, it had to be his choice as well. So I'm going to get, I'm going to, they did a really good job and they gave up a lot in terms of prospects, right? Uh, Dylan Cruz going Tennessee product, mm-hmm. first rounder. He's great. Or Drew Gilbert, great prospect, stud, number one prospect, and then a number four prospect going in return as well. So a lot. Yeah. Right. However, the money aspect of this is what I didn't get to talk about this. Yeah. In break the, down the contract here because the, your brother yeah. signed a massive contract with the Mets, which I have to imagine was not only besides the team being a pull, but yeah. getting that kind of money towards the end of your career, you got to take. Yeah. So this is what's interesting here. Obviously, Justin goes on to sign the, you know, 40 million a year with the mm-hmm. Mets and the, the Astros just weren't going to, and weren't able to pay that. Yeah. So he's out the door and then there's a, who saw this is how it was going to turn out. No. You turn right around a few months later and he walks right back into your hands and the Mets, I didn't know this during the emergency podcast. Cause I just did a, a quick reaction to it. The Mets are sending $54 million to the Astros, meaning oh the rest of this year, yeah. $0 for the Astros. Next year, where Justin is owed $40 million, they will pay $3 million for the next year and a half combined. And if his vesting option gets picked up in 2025, that sounds crazy to say. If it gets picked up, then that'll be uh, the $29 million there. Or $29.5 million for two and a third a year, which so, is crazy. So how is this good for the Mets? Cause you're the prospects, you're, getting they got the prospects. Are, you're basically paying for prospects. Yeah. The prospects they got are, are really, really good. I, I like, I like drew Gilbert a lot okay. and he's a, I believe he's going to be a star in the league and everybody's very high on, on their number four prospect they got as well. Um, so that's, that's where it's good. Here's the, here's it's the crazy thing. though. Like we wanted you and we wanted you to stay and retire here. We just couldn't afford you, but Hey, you got paid and now you're back. They're still paying you. Yeah. It's best case scenario for the Astros. Best case scenario for the Astros. And here's the thing with the Mets, you get the prospects that you want, right? That's the whole season has been a nightmare. Yeah. You get the prospects you wanted in this deal. Money is money to Steve Cohen. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, whatever we need to That's do to true. get the prospects. So you they're that. clearly rebuilding from within, which we're going to, when we do winners and losers later, we're going to talk all about what Billy Epler has said and Steve Cohen and Max Scherzer. There's a lot to talk about with the Mets. Overall, the Astros did, I would say really good. I okay. would, I Sure. A bat would just be the cherry on top, but they needed a starter. They needed a reliever. I mean, there's still time. <laughs> there is. There's still time. There's still time. We're four <laughs> minutes away and then something, anything could happen. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give the Astros an A. Oh, wow. Yeah. An A. Not an A plus. Okay. 
an A. Okay, Great so there job. is, okay. Not perfect, but almost. Yeah, like a, 90, a 95 on a out of a hundred, you know, okay. like when you're getting graded in school, 95. That's great. They did great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move to the other Texas team who just also like all the Mets pitchers went to Texas. Let's just can Gosh, we talk we about breaking that? News. Breaking news. Oh, yeah. The Baltimore Orioles have acquired Jack Flaherty from the St. Louis wow. Cardinals. The Orioles get the a, a starting pitcher that they yeah. needed. Was it the one I would have liked to see them get? I, Jack Flaherty hasn't been Jack Flaherty for a while, but they did get them a starting pitcher. Um, so that is, there we go. Official. If you're watching, you can see it. The Orioles are acquiring Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals per our own Ken Rosenthal. They needed arms. They did. They needed arms desperately. They went out, they went out and added a guy that they can put in the rotation and get them some outs. And who knows what he, who knows what he could become. Maybe he gets back to that form that he was, but. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you need a change them. of scenery, as we've seen with a lot of yeah. top players to kind of reset yep. your career and where you're at. Okay, back to the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, so as I mentioned, Texas got almost all of the Mets top arms yeah. this year. Um, how did the Rangers do? So the Rangers, uh, to talk about the Rangers deadline, you got to go back to, let's not forget they acquired Aroldis Chapman, what feels like months That's ago. That's true. But that was part yeah. of the trade deadline. So they get a reliever they really need in Aroldis Chapman. They also get Max Scherzer, who mm -hmm. we've spoken about. Uh, one of the top arms available, Jordan Montgomery, great pickup. Stratton, good pickup. The, the Rangers have really gone for it this yeah. year. And here's what I'm going to say. When it comes to grading the Rangers... I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them a B. Okay. Now here's why. Yeah. They went out and added Max Scherzer, as we spoke about hall of famer, multi-time, multi-time, uh, Cy, Cy Young, Young award winner. I'm going to go, I'm going to go B plus B plus. Okay. Here's okay. why. Here's why I'm not going a, okay. Max Scherzer isn't the Max Scherzer that we've become accustomed to in his career. Yeah. He's having one of the worst years of his career. He has over a four ERA. His fastball is at an all-time low. So you hear the name Max Scherzer and you immediately think, wow, yeah. what a big pickup for the Rangers. And I do think it's a really good pickup for them. But the reason I'm not able to go A for this team is because I think they're adding a pitcher that is going to be good, not great for them. And they did what they needed to do with the bullpen, adding Chapman. I'm going to go B plus. I think the Rangers have had a, I think the Rangers have gotten exponentially better yeah. over the last month. They're taking big risks. They did this season. Cause remember DeGrom as well also came from the Mets with two big arms yeah, that are some of the best in the game that aren't at the top of their game. But if that's what's available and maybe again, like we said, change of scenery can flip something for a player. You hope so. There's something to be said for, going for it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, they're all in they're pushing all, all, in. all the chips in. I, I, I respect the, it. Oh, this is mean. Um, the two, the two Mets arms that were available, they got the lesser of the two. Yeah. Um, your brother being coming yeah. off his Cy Young year and but going to, be fair, to the Astros. Justin probably wasn't available until Max went, you yeah. know, it's like true. So, and, and we don't really know how many arms were available, which leads to some more news. We just got Alex that Dylan Cease is not, uh, they've decided, wow. they've decided against trading him. So that's another arm that 
Teams were hopefully probably trying to go for a big time arm, Cy Young caliber arm that is not going to be traded. Yeah. Okay. So B plus. Let's move on. The deadline has hit, Alex. It is officially trade deadline time. It is six oh one Eastern time. The deadline has come and gone, meaning absolutely nothing. We could still hear quite a bit. They're going to slowly start to trickle in if there were any that just happened in the last like two minutes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next grading the biggest movers. And this is the angels. And I think you got to start this conversation with the biggest move being to take Shohei Otani off of the trade market, because that was the conversation basically the last month since the all-star break. And once they took him off, they immediately became buyers. How do you grade how they did? Well, that's kind of the piece that sent all of this into motion, right? That was the beginning of what do you do? First off, you decide what you're going to do with Shohei. And what they decided to do was keep him. And from that, it meant, well, we got to go all in now. We got to go for it. We got to try and make the playoffs. And that's how we're going to re-sign him. So they have really gone for it. Adding a good starter, Lucas Giolito. Adding Ronaldo Lopez, good back into the bullpen arm. Saw him pitch against the Braves last night. Was out there throwing 101. Good bullpen arm. CJ Crone, back with the Angels. Added him. Called it. And (laughs) Randall Gritchick added him as well. They've done a lot. They have really changed their team around. Um, When it comes to the Angels, my thought and belief goes to Arms, arms, arms. That's what you need. That's what you need. And the fact that as we currently sit here at 602, and I don't think they're, I haven't heard much talking of them in in another starting pitching arm. I would have loved to see them do something more than just Lucas Giolito, but that's being nitpicky. All right. With that said, I'm going to give them an A minus on their trade deadline. Really good. Yeah. Really changed the team. They're playing great baseball now. We saw yeah. them go into Atlanta, win the first game there. Uh, they've been great since that decision to take Shohei off of the market. Randall Gritchick hit a homer in his first game with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo Lopez comes in and finishes out that game for the Angels. CJ Crone has been hitting right behind Shohei for now, some protection there. And Giolito, pretty good first start against the Jays. So I really like what they've done. Could they have gone with a bigger star somewhere? I, sure, but they didn't. And they ended up with a really good pull. I'm going to go A minus. Well, also remember, they're getting Mike Trout back pretty soon, hopefully, which is going to be another big, almost like pickup at the deadline, they but passed in like need a Mike Trout month. Because we're at the point. It could be less than, it could it should be should less be than, less than, than a, month. a month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard soon. Okay. A couple of weeks. You know, you what, hope do so. I, what do I know? No. Um, but I, I do know that they desperately need him because I don't care who you have behind Shohei in the lineup. Yeah. I don't care how good the player is unless the player is one of the best of all time. Unless it's Mike Shohei is going to continue to get intentionally walked, which he is at a rapid pace right now. Yeah. And when Trout comes back, I imagine they're going to plug him in right behind Shohei. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at show you you have to pitch to Shohei. I don't Mike Trout's Mike Trout. You yeah. got to respect Mike Trout. You got to so. pitch to both. Yeah. You're yeah. going to pitch around him to get to Trout. Really, really pleased. If you're an Angels fan and you hear Shohei's coming off the market, one, you scratch your head and think, oh boy, Can what does do this it? mean? And then they've really gone for it. Respect that. The entire AL West really went for it. Well, the top portion of the AL West really yeah. went for it. Well, the other team is one we'll talk about at a certain point that yes. I'm rather displeased with. But yes, we'll get to that. More breaking news. Oh, let's go. 
Kenyon Middleton. Yep. To the Yankees. Oh. Kenyon Middleton to the Yankees. What? (laughs) What? Why? What are the Yankees doing, man? I, the Yankees to me, is this all there? Is this all that? If this is all the New York Yankees are going to do, this is a complete embarrassment for the organization and Brian Cashman, who did nothing, sat on his hands, said, we're neither going to, we're not buying, we're not selling, we're doing nothing. And then you add Middleton. Yeah. What? Okay. Well. That's certainly that we'll is get to certainly that when we uh, we go to winners and losers. That is certainly a move that was made. <laughs> All of the teams. All right, let's move on. Oh, Angels. Angels just made move. a move. Let's okay, what do we got? Uh, Dominic Leone from the Mets, another bullpen arm. Okay. All right. I like that. Bolster the bullpen even more. Look. The Angels, this is important to know. We're yeah. currently talking about the Angels. Yes, this works are. out great. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk are about it. Are you keeping it A minus with this? Uh, Would we yeah, change we'll, the Yeah, we'd grade? keep it A minus just because it might be too hard to change the graphic at this point. A minus. Uh, well, I would I mean, say it's in between an A minus and an A. Okay. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. All right. Uh, the, the thing with the Angels, that's yeah. an interesting point to be made. And with, with Shohei Otani in the rotation, it is something that needs to be talked about that the Angels use a six-man rotation. Yeah. Which means where are you losing a roster spot? Well, it comes from the bullpen. Mm. You have, you're down one man in the bullpen. So you're dealing with bullpen arms that are, I don't want to say overused, but completely exhausted. Yeah. They're used to, their, to wit's end, and you don't really have a lot of wiggle room. So to add another arm in there that might be more fresh or, or in a position to help them down the stretch, I think is huge because they've had Estevez in the back end of the bullpen. Who's been great for them all year long. They added Reynaldo Lopez. I really, really, really like this pickup. And as I talk through it, I would probably change the, I would probably bump up the A's. We'll just hide the, can can I reach it? No, the angels too. (laughs) I thought maybe on the screen I could please try to, Oh, it kind of (laughs) works. Hey, angels get an A. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Oh yeah. I really like that. Good move for them. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now we'll move to the NL Central and we're going to talk the Brewers. Yep. They've been kind of back and forth with the Reds for that first place spot. They made some moves at the deadline. What are you grading? Uh, Brewers adding Carlos Santana, Mark Canna, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Chafin. I like it. Yeah. I like what they've done. Look, this is a comp- this is exponentially better than when I was sitting here last year saying brewers need to add a bat, add a bat, add a bat. And they traded Josh Hader. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Great. They needed offense desperately. I really like the pickup of Mark Canna. I really like the added power threat that Carlos Santana brings. And I really like adding Andrew Chafin into that bullpen, a good lefty arm they they needed that they needed that guy that they can put in the back end of the bullpen and get them some big outs. They have that. Man, I like the Brew Crew. I like what they've done. I'm mm-hmm. going to give them a solid B. Oh. They didn't add they didn't add a big starting pitcher. They didn't okay. add any elite offensive bat because there really weren't many out there to begin with. Oh, we mm-hmm. did. Oh, the yeah, B. We just put it hey, up there. You said okay. That. Yeah, I did yeah. say that. What do you think you said? I don't know what I thought. I said. <laughs> I was like, wait, you said B for the brew crew. I'm going to give them a B okay. and uh, yeah, Mark Hanna, really good addition. Um, yeah. B good haul there. All right. We got one more team 
that were grading for the biggest movers, the Dodgers. Yep. Rolled back a couple of players. Do you believe that they got exactly what they needed? No. I think the Dodgers missed, mm. actually. I think I think they were in play on Justin for until the the bitter end. I think they probably thought they were they were. They they, oh. they thought they were in there. Mm. They don't get him. And then what did they do? They turned their sights to Eduardo Rodriguez, another huge arm available. And that blew up in their face because they got a deal done. It was done. It was in place. Tigers and the Dodgers, they had their deal. And he used his no trade clause to block the trade to the Dodgers. When all when that all came together, he blocked the trade to the Dodgers. And I think that left them in a position where they're, they ended up in, they did not end up getting an arm. Do you know why? Has anything been leaked yet? Or have you heard anything? I mean, you have like insiders with the Tigers. So what are you hearing? So he said he wanted to stay closer to the East coast where his family is. Okay. And he has a 10 team, no trade clause. Right. And the Dodgers were one of those teams, which is wild to think about. Cause normally if you put together 10 teams and a no trade clause and you're a good pitcher, no offense, but you're going to put the Rockies, the A's, the Royals, he put yeah. the Dodgers on his no trade clause Weird. and then used it to block it from potentially going out and winning a World Series this year. Crazy. Absolutely. There crazy. has to be a deeper reason, right? To like block going to a winning team. No, a team that look, like historically is a winning team, too. Look, I don't I don't think people talk about the logistics behind trades enough. Let's let's talk. Let's use Justin, for instance, because okay. I, I know this better than I know Eduardo Rodriguez's situation. But Justin, okay, leaves Houston, a place yep. he was comfortable with, a place he's, you know, he's got a home down there in Florida near that facility. And logistically, let's use the Dodgers, for instance. If he goes to the Dodgers, spring training is now where he's there for months of the year on the other side of the country from his home there in Florida. And there's, Logistically, he moved to New York, right? Has a place there. Now in the middle of the season, it's all come in, come crashing and burning down for the New York Mets. So like, well, what do you, do you really uproot everything? Like he has a kid, Eduardo Rodriguez has a family. It's like logistically, okay, well, Houston, I know I'm familiar there. I'm yeah. comfortable there. A mid season switch isn't as crazy as perhaps the Dodgers would have been. And I I don't think when people hear, why would he block his trade there? Well, maybe he has a home right next to the facility in, in Lakeland where he is now. Maybe he just bought a place. Maybe he doesn't want to be at spring training on the West coast. Maybe he doesn't want to uproot his entire family and pull children out of the school that they've become comfortable with and make them leave their friends and all of that stuff. It really does matter. And it is a huge, and I'm, I'm not putting words in Eduardo Rodriguez's mouth here because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. I do think logistically people don't think about that when it comes to trades. And it really is a human with a family uprooting their entire life and deciding to move somewhere. And he decided against that with the Dodgers. Yeah. I, it's hard when it's like, it's a business, it's your job. These are things that happen. But you also have, when you have a family, you have to think about their lives as well. How much does that come into play? If and when you get the opportunity to go to a team that has a chance to actually fight and play for 
a World Series, which is the whole reason you're playing this game, right? Yeah. That is the ultimate goal. So that that's the well picking a. It's uh, the ultimate goal for who? I would hope every professional athlete. Oh, absolutely not. Because that's the attitude that you should have entering every season. Because you're not going to get there unless you have that attitude. I, I, I it would be my goal yeah. is to win. But I, I do. If if some you're a major league baseball player for X amount of years, that is your career. That is as hard as you've worked in your entire life to do something. If you want to take a little more money to go somewhere that might not be as close to winning as somewhere else. Your decision, and I completely respect that decision. But, you know, we also have more breaking news. Yeah. Josh Bell is heading to the Miami Marlins. Um, Marlins acquired Josh Bell from the Padres for Garrett Cooper. Ken Rosenthal tweet. Is that accurate? That Josh Bell was not with the Padres. Mm-hmm. Is this, maybe he made a mistake there? Yeah. I think he, it was, the Padres were his former team. Yeah. But he acquired, they acquired Josh Bell from the Guardians. Uh, that is the, the Marlins needed some more thump in their lineup. Josh Bell brings some thump. He hasn't been having a great, he was an all-star last year. Yeah. Got traded to the Padres. Wasn't great there. Mm-hmm. Then ends up moved to the guardians this year. Hasn't been fantastic, but definitely has some pop. Uh, Marlins, Marlins continue to make some moves. You yeah. Know? Um, Alex, let's get back to the Dodgers. Cause I didn't actually talk about what I, what they have done. Yes. They added Lance Lynn. Yep. Starting pitcher. They added Joe Kelly. They added Kike Hernandez. They Running added, it back with both of them. <laughs> they added Ahmed Rosario. So I look, I really do believe the Dodgers ended up, I don't want to say getting screwed up, screwed out, mm-hmm. but they they got put in a position where they had they worked hard. They had Justin. They yeah. wanted Justin. They set their sights on another pitcher after that. They got everything together and then he blocked it. And I think that led to them not making an, an, another big move. So you end up with Lance Lynn as your big starting pitcher acquisition. Uh, Joe Kelly, sure, uh, good stuff in the in the in the bullpen. Kike Hernandez having a bad year. Ahmed Rosario, um, personality of Kike, not great. Yeah, but vibes, uh, dugout vibes, good vibes. Uh, but I, I would say underwhelming. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Dodgers a, a flat C. What would you give them? No, I, that's fair. It's fair. It, it's just, it's unfortunate when you try for something and then you it get sucks. blocked. Like it's that, not necessarily your fault because they were trying to be better and they were trying to get what they knew they needed um, and take a big swing. And sometimes you miss. I do. I do wonder how much of a factor that is that they, they went after, I would imagine they were going hardcore after Justin working with the Mets and then they set their sights elsewhere and does that leave them in a position where they ended up just missing out on everybody altogether? But I'm Alex, sure. you know who, sh- who we should ask yes, about that. Yes, yes, yes. Former GM of the Detroit Tigers, Al Avila, is here to join us live for this trade deadline special episode. Al, welcome in. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, good to be with you. Of course. I really appreciate you joining us. There's there's a lot going on right now. Obviously, the trade deadline has come and gone and pumped to bring you on as somebody that got to experience what really nobody does, the other side of things. So let's let's start with that. Just first off, in general, how would you best describe as a GM trade deadline week? Uh, very busy, very busy, uh, just uh, uh, planning for really in some cases, the, the final hour uh, of the deadline. So, you know, you're making a lot of phone calls. 
you have your staff making a lot of phone calls. You're trying to stay in touch with everybody. You're keeping an eye on injured lists. You know, every game, who, you know, if somebody got injured, things of that nature, because uh, a late uh, a late injury could could, could yeah. change uh, a team's course on what they need to do. Yeah. So it is a busy time for sure. So more specifically, take us through what these these last couple minutes are like leading up to the trade de- deadline, especially if you're someone like the Dodgers, who we just talked about, who was trying to go hard after a player and then get blocked by that player. And all of your efforts that were going into that one guy are now done. What do you right. do as, well, as a GM in that position? That, that's a great, that's a great question. And, but actually it, it goes back to the first question from Ben in that, what, what are you doing that week before? What are you doing the week before that? And what you're really setting up is you're trying to set yourself up. What teams do we uh, do we match up with the best? Uh, de- you know, depending on what we're looking to do, uh, if we're buyers or sellers, if we're buyers. You know, what do, what do we need? If we're sellers, okay, these are the players that we're trying to move. And so then then you're then you're identifying clubs that you best match up with. Obviously, you're going to go through all 29 clubs. Uh, but there's going to be a, a handful of clubs that you're going to match up better with. And so at that point, you're going to have a list of players that you're going to want from that club. If you're a seller that you're going to want to receive from that club and you have to have that already, you know, set up. Uh, you already probably have had several conversations with that club. Uh, that's not to say that a club can't jump in later on. As I mentioned, you know, the, the last week, the last couple of days, there could be injuries that could change the, cor- uh, the course of a club's thinking. But you need to really prepare way in advance so that at that last couple of minutes, that last five minutes, uh, all you have to do is just make one decision, yes or no, and this is my bottom line of what I would accept in a trade. Um, at the end of the day, that that's that's all you have to do. And So either you walk away from a deal or you don't. But you need to do your homework way ahead of time and in some cases you know you are talking to uh you know the player or players and your manager and 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 making sure that you know uh that they know what's what's happening to to a certain degree you know there's certain things you can't disclose but um if if you already set the tone for you know we're sellers this is the this is where we're at um, you know, no different than Scherzer having, you know, I just read about it. Scherzer having the conversation with ownership and yeah. the general manager, you know, you, you have to set those things up in advance in some cases. Al, how much in this day and age, in the world of social media and reporters putting everything out there, how much is, how much is smoke and mirrors put out there? You know, we just saw two days ago, the Astros GM, Dana Brown said, we're not really in the market for starters. And Billy Epler with the Met said, well, we're not really going to have a fire sale. Uh, is there smoke and mirrors put out there to the public and so that other teams see? Well, I would say that, you know, every, every general manager, you know, has to be very guarded what they, what they discuss with the media, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to show your hand too early. You don't want to, sometimes you don't want to show your hand at all, obviously, <laughs> but you, you will say things. You, you need to talk to the media in an honest and upfront way without disclosing too much information. Uh, and so you might be thinking, uh, you know, I'm not going to have a fire sale, uh, but things can change down the road. Yeah. And, and, and in trading, let's say, let's say in Epler's case, trading, Scherzer and Verlander, I mean, 
to some people, that's not a fire sale. It's pretty much a necessity, um, you know, to, to put the organization back yeah. uh, where they need to be from a financial perspective uh, and from a, uh, you know, and, and for their future. So, um, you know, so the interpretation of a fire sale could be different. So a GM might say something that in his mind uh, might be interpreted differently than what his intentions were. Yeah. So you're having these kind of coy conversations with the media, but how honest and open are you being with these other teams and other GMs about these trades that you want to have? And how early, like you said, you need to prepare early on for different scenarios if they don't follow through. So how early on are you actually reaching out and having these real conversations with these other teams? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, every general manager is different in their style. Um, but I would say that for the most part, uh, the other teams need to know what you are going to do. So if, if I'm a buyer um, and I need pitching, uh, I want the other teams to know I need pitching because then I want them to not forget about me and my team when they're selling. Okay, so obviously in that, sen- in that scenario, you've got to tell them, hey, I, obviously this is our need. This is what we're going to be looking for. Uh, no different if all of a sudden you have a shortstop or your top bat go down, you know, like in the angels case, they, you know, crowds hurt and they might need a bat. So you would, the other team would know to some degree what your needs are because they're following it too. But as a GM, you know, you need to communicate that and you have your staff also to communicate that to, to their contemporaries of, of what your needs would be. Um, so without giving really a lot of information, it's good to, to be upfront. And have everybody know, you know, what what the needs of the organization are. Now, and if you're a seller, obviously, um, for the most part, uh, the, the the players that you're you're going to be trading are the players are going to be free agents at the end of the year, or maybe you're considering somebody within the organization that you have control over that you're willing to part with for whatever reason. And there's a lot of reasons why you would part with a player uh, that you have uh, control over. So. Uh, it, it's important to have good communication with the other GMs and other clubs to, to kind of be have, have a, a clear picture of what the expectations are. Al, when we start getting close to that 24-hour period and things really start ramping up and phone calls are flying back and forth from GM to GM, does do conversations ever get a little heated and mad at, mad at each other back and forth? Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. Sometimes. Uh, frustration does hit, um, especially if you know you have a if you have a, a guy a GM that is trying to move a uh, salary, uh, and he's trying to get the best deal in return, and and there's other teams that okay this is it, and uh, so yeah, I, I, there's been times where you know you get a little you know you get to put put your uh, phone out you know a little bit out because uh, they're yelling at you you know so. And, 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 and the same thing, you know, has been on my side too. So, uh, it does, it can get a little bit hectic, but for the most part, really, um, the conversations are, are good, uh, for the most part, uh, they're very, uh, there's so much information now. Um, and every, you know, the, the, the problem comes when a team values a player, you know, differently than, than what you do. And so that's when it can be a little bit more difficult and that's where disagreements might come along. Uh, and you're trying to give, you know, give them the information that you have that why you feel this, this player is worth this. 
And so th sometimes uh, those conversations come to a good fruition and you have a good, and you make a deal. And sometimes, you know, you just have to go your separate ways. So Al, speaking of those conversations, what's the most stressful or craziest trade that you ever made? Well, I, <laughs> you know, that's a good setup right there because obviously <laughs> Ben's in the room and uh, <laughs> the, the Justin Verlander one was, uh, was a little bit wild. Um, because obviously it wasn't even the trading deadline. It was the August 31st, uh, uh, deadline at that time, uh, after players have, have gone through waivers and, um, and it wasn't, it, it was kind of unexpected because it was at the last minute it was done at midnight. And, uh, I would say that was probably the craziest time. Um, I remember, um, going home that afternoon, uh, around six o'clock and I took my whole staff, uh, and we ended up, uh, at my house the whole night. Uh, and I remember when I, when I left the stadium, uh, Justin left the stadium and I, we talked, um, because, because we talked a lot in those days and, um, and he asked me anything going on. I'm like, right now it's been very quiet. It's crickets. So I said, but if anything happens, I'll let you know. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we ended up calling him, I think around 1130 at night. So that was a crazy time. Al, when you, when, when people look back, when, when you were in charge or, or helping in an organization, a lot of people are saying the best player you ever brought in was in the 2013 draft, 14th round when you drafted me, but I would disagree. I would say <laughs> that the best player you were a part of bringing in was Miguel Cabrera down in, in Miami or down in Florida years ago. Uh, how cool has it been for you to see his career play out in Florida and then in Detroit and now in his final season, getting to see that all play out? Yeah, um, that's, that's, I, I've been, I've been blessed with that. Um, and, you know, when I was uh, working with the Marlins at that time, um, you know, having the opportunity to sign him uh, was great for, you know, my career and, and the Marlins at that time. Um, and, you know, what helped us in Detroit, bring him to Detroit was the relationships that we could, that we created with him and his family during that time when he was 15, 16 years old and, the, and at the very beginning of his career. Um, you know, we, we spent over a year in, in, in nurturing that relationship. Yeah. And so he knew us, he trusted us. And uh, so it was, it was easier to make that trade uh, with the Marlins just because we felt uh, confident at that time that we could sign him to a long-term deal. You yeah. don't want to give up that much talent you know, we gave up two first round picks and Andrew Miller and Cameron Maven, not yeah. to mention the other players. Uh, so you don't want to give up that much talent unless you feel that you, know, you have a strong feeling that you can sign a guy long term. So that obviously helped uh, that situation for sure. Yeah. Al, I really appreciate you coming on our trade deadline episode. Uh, good to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate it. Same here. Take care. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Alex, a lot, a lot to unpack with that interview. I love the reaction of your brother because you have a different perspective of it, obviously, but then also all the trades that came in while we were doing that interview. Yeah. Do we, do we have a list of what happened here? We do. Good Lord. You got him. No, list them off. Who do we got? Oh, here? I do have him. You I do guess. have him. Yeah. 
All right. A lot of breaking news happened while we were on there. We got the Marlins acquiring Ryan Weathers from the Padres for Gary Cooper and Sean Reynolds. We have the Red Sox acquiring Luis Urias from the Brewers. The Dodgers acquiring Ryan Yarbrough, my friend. Hey! College teammate of mine. Uh, Dodgers acquire Ryan Yarbrough and the Padres acquire Royals closer Scott Barlow. I actually like that a lot. I like that Royals pick or the the Scott Barlow pickup. Um, uh, okay. Does I, that mean the Padres are trading Hater? They have a closer. No, no, no. He'll step in eighth, okay. seventh, eighth inning. Okay. No, that's great. Okay. Um, all right. So we're sitting here. It's 630. I would imagine trades are probably, probably have heard the most of what's happening. Yeah. Um, one, thanks Al. It's really cool to hear from the other side of yeah. things, like how things are going and, and how it's all, you know, like with, with the Justin trade he brought up, I, I hear it from the other side, you mm -hmm. know, I get a call from Justin, like, Hey, uh, I'm going to Houston, but to hear from his side of things, like how quickly it can all come together. And he and had how, no idea. Yeah. 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 So thanks to That's Al again nutty. for joining us. Yeah. Uh, a lot's happened, Alex. A lot has and happened. it is, uh, I think we should. I think we should do some winners and losers. Let's do it. Okay. We're actually going to go through every single major league baseball team in alphabetical order. And Ben is going to share if he thinks they are winners or losers after the trade deadline. Yeah. 30. There's a lot of teams, but some will yeah. just be very, you know, they're a winner. They're yeah. a loser, but All others, right. others will dive more into Let's get started with the Arizona Diamondbacks winners or losers. Yeah. You know, the Diamondbacks, uh, adding, Adding uh, Tommy Pham there at the end, mm -hmm. I I do like that move. I I think what they added Seawald from the Mariners, and to me that wasn't enough. Yeah. But adding that bat there at the end, I'm actually going to say that the Diamondbacks became winners there. Ooh. I would have liked to see them do. I would have liked to see a starting pitcher, a, a big one, uh, and I I didn't get that. Yeah. But they did add a bat. And Tommy Pham, they did add uh, Seawald. So they, they had a good bullpen arm. They had a bat. <sighs> I'll go winner. Okay. I'm on the fence. All right. I'm very on the fence with that. I know. Well, because you have high hopes for that team. Yeah. So that's, you're, you're emotionally invested. We're in the moment. You know what? I'm <laughs> switching it back. We're going to go losers with the uh, diamond. Okay. I like the addition. All right. Can we, let's see how quickly we can get this graphic turned around. What? Uh, look. I, I, this is, this is my deciding factor. Okay. I would have liked to see a, a big time starting pitcher yeah. with this team that is missing starting pitching and they didn't do it. So to me, I'm switching it around. Here it is. The updates there, the diamondbacks I'm going to put on the loser side. They didn't go get that big arm to match up with Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly. So I'll say loser. All right. That's fair. And I'm not going to have this much decision-making over every single team. I hope not. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Atlanta Braves. Are they winners or losers? I'm going to say the Braves are winners. Now they didn't do a ton, but well, here's they what enough. they did do. They added Brad hand, a mm -hmm. really good left, uh, a much needed left-handed bullpen arm. And they added my really good friend, Nikki Lopez, who, you know, I'm automatically going to say they're winners, <laughs> no. but Nikki brings the ability to play anywhere on the field for them. He also brings, he's, arguably over the last few years, the best defender in terms of outs above average of, of everybody in baseball. So mm -hmm. great defender can get your starters off their feet. You can play them wherever you want. They add their bullpen arm. Guess what? The Braves didn't need to do a lot. Yeah. They're the best team in baseball. They have, a, and their, their rotations getting so much healthier. Yeah. Uh, Max free Kyle Wright. They're, they're all coming back Add a bullpen arm, add some versatility in the field. 
winners for the Braves. All right, let's move to a team who was making a splash right at the deadline, the Baltimore Orioles, winners or losers? I'm going to stick with losers for the Orioles. All right. Uh, I, I, I just felt like I wanted them to really go for it, you know, like end up with a pitcher like Justin or like Max mm. or like Eduardo Rodriguez. But like would have Justin. Well, that's a different conversation. Yeah, you had to waive your no trade clause. So that's, you also got to think about that. Well, right. But that's what I would have liked to see. Okay. And what would have made them a winner for me is getting a big time arm to put in that rotation with the team, with an offense and a core that I think is ready to go. I mm-hmm. think they're ready to win. They didn't do that. They're on the loser side for me. All right. Moving on to the Boston Red Sox. Winners or losers? Losers. What'd you do? What, what decision did you make? Were you buyers? Yeah. Were you sellers? What was yeah. your plan coming into the deadline? I don't know. They did yeah. work themselves into a position to, to maybe, maybe like become little buyers, moves, but they didn't. Maybe moves. Right. Yeah. Not enough. Nothing me. big. I'm going to go loser. Okay. Moving on to the Chicago White Sox. Winners uh, or losers? I'm going to go winners for the White Sox. I really like the, I really like the prospects they got in return for mm-hmm. a lot of their deals. I, I think they did a good job. They were sellers. I think they did a good job with selling. I'll go winner. Okay. Other Chicago team, Chicago Cubs, winners or losers? I'm going to go winner okay. for, for the Cubbies. I, I think they needed, I think they needed what they got. Jamer Candelario, mm-hmm. all-star infielder. I think that was a huge pickup for them. I also really like and respect the decision to keep Cody Bellinger and go for keep it. Marcus Stroman yeah. and go for it. And they're doing that. They added around them. I'll go winner. The Cincinnati Reds. Winners or losers? Uh, losers for me. Mm. And you know this hurts. Mm-hmm. They I know it does. Same sort of thing with the Orioles. Go ahead. It's, I feel <laughs> like it's something you've been preaching for yeah. a year. It's like these young, exciting, up-and-coming teams. You just have a little piece that you're missing, and all you have to do is go for it. And it's almost like they're afraid to go for it, afraid to give something up to to mess up what they have going. But it's like that's what you need and what teams need to get over the hump. You need that veteran arm or that veteran bats. Imagine that team that I I was just talking to Matt McLean today when the news broke of Justin. So that'll come out next Wednesday. But we were talking all about this Reds team and how young and exciting they are. Imagine how exciting it would be for that young Reds team to have the front office say, we believe in you. This is what we're going to do for this team. We're going to go out and add a starting pitcher and really go for it with you guys. And it's because of what you've done. And they didn't do that. And that's disappointing to me. Losers. All right. That seems so harsh. Losers. Well, when you say it like that. I like it. All right. I like it. Be aggressive. Yes. Be, be aggressive. Next. All right. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Winner. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Guardians. Winners or losers? Uh, the Guardians are winners for me. Now, they ended up giving up. Ended up giving up. I don't like how that sounds. They winded. They gave up airs. Yeah. <laughs> they gave Get up airs to it the Rays. But really, really good return there. A big time prospect in the Rays organization, big time hitter, first baseman, which makes sense that they just traded Josh Bell away. Yep. Though Josh Bell wasn't playing a ton of first base. Josh Naylor has been, who's also good there. But again, big time pickup. I love the return they got. Guardians on the winning side. All right. Moving on to the Colorado Rockies. Winners or losers? Losers. Even with the young arm, like all the prospects they got. Yeah. All right. I don't love their returns. Okay. Losers. 
I also, I'm just real down on that. I wish, I, I wish, I love that place. I love Denver. Yeah. I love the stadium. I know. I'm, I'm just, you know who I don't love? Who? The owner. Mm. And I, he's, never mind. Okay. Next. Let's move on to one of your favorite teams. Yes. The Detroit Tigers, winners or losers. Uh, mm, another one you feel bad about, huh? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go losers here mm-hmm. because really I, I just felt like they ended up trading Michael Lorenzen to the Phillies. Fine. I thought they should have traded Eduardo Rodriguez for a big, re- I, and I, look, they tried, Yeah. but trying doesn't get you anywhere in this nope. league. Besides on my loser list, if it doesn't work Ooh. out, I, I think they could have gotten a really good return for him. And I think they were going to from the Dodgers. And I just think it fell through because he blocked it. And he has every single right to block that trade. Everybody does. If you have, if somebody has a no trade clause and they use it and you get mad at them, shame on you. He used it. He has every right to do that. Yep. It just sucks for both teams, in my opinion. I think they I think both teams ended up hurting from that. Tigers are on the losing side here. All right. The Houston Astros. Yeah. They gotta be winners. Talked all about it at the beginning. The Astros are winners. Okay. Moving on to the Kansas City Royals. Winners or losers? Uh the Royals for me are uh they're on the losing side. Mm. Don't look. Well, one, the Nikki Lopez trade. You end up with Taylor Hearn. Mm. This is bad. Okay. Not him. Not talking bad about a player. Just a bad return. I guess that in, in essence is. <laughs> I yeah. don't. I don't love the trade. Okay. I don't love that. I don't love the get for Nikki Lopez. I haven't yet seen the Ryan Yarbrough trade with the Dodgers just happened as we were talking. So I do not know that return for the Royals. But I can't imagine it's going to sweep me off my feet. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say the Royals. I also think they should have tried to move Salvi Perez though. Salvi loves, they didn't do enough for me. Okay. Breaking news. Rangers are trading Spencer Howard to the Yankees for who? What last minute trade? The Rangers are trading Spencer Howard to the Yankees for cash. Well, okay. I'll once again, go back to this. Doesn't do anything for the, the Rangers for me. The Yankees, what? All right, we're, we'll get there. Yeah, okay. We'll get there. But first, the Los Angeles Angels. We talked about them off the top. Yep. The Angels winners. are winners for me. Big time winners. Good for them. Okay. The other LA team, the LA Dodgers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know, I'm going to have the Dodgers. I'm going to go, I'm going to go losers with the Dodgers. I think they, I, I don't, this is the team that we're going to see them with in the playoffs now, unless some really last minute something comes in, Maybe. which I don't think there's any way it would because it'd have to be, I, 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 I think this is the team we're going to see with the Dodgers in the playoffs. Okay. I don't think they did enough pitching wise. I, they tried. I, they did try. They tried but again. Where does trying yeah. end you up if it doesn't work on the loser list? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, w- I was liking what they were doing. Adding Lance Lynn is mm-hmm. good depth. Uh, Kike Hernandez, good for the, good for the locker room. Maybe yep. he plays better when he goes back to, in his words, going back home. Mm-hmm. Ahmed Rosario doesn't do much for me, but they got him when they were literally probably going to release Noah Syndergaard. So fine. Yeah. Joe Kelly bullpen arm. Good. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think, I don't think this was enough for me. I take everything into account with a team. 
How good are they? What are their goals? I think the Dodgers, again, are in a position where if they don't win the World Series, it's a bust of a year. That's how talented. If you ever have multiple MVPs on a team and you're not winning, <clears throat> Angels, it it's it's a failure of a season. Well, this is do or die season for the Angels. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to the Dodgers, I just, I don't think they did enough to make them, to make them World Series champions. So they're on my loser right. side. Let's move on to the Miami Marlins. Winners or losers? Uh, I'm going to say the Marlins. They also had a couple last minute. I'm going to go winners. Moves. I'm going to go winners for the Marlins. They did a lot. There was just a lot that happened. The, The late acquisition of Josh Bell, the addition of David Robertson from the Mets that started the domino effect for the Mets. Yeah. The Mets sell-off was David Robertson. The garage sale. The garage sale. Yeah. You get a player um, and you get a player and you get a player. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go winners here with okay. the Marlins. Good. Fair. Good good deadline. Moving on to the Milwaukee Brewers. Winners or losers? <sighs> the Brewers for me, I'm gonna go winners. Yeah, you gave them a B. Talked about them off the top. Yeah. Gave them a solid B. Like winners. B's a win, right? A B in my eyes. Yeah. B was great. Cool. Though I like days. I was an honor roll student. Yeah, good for Dean's you. Dean's list every year of college. Good for you, buddy. But B's were acceptable. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the Minnesota Twins. Winners or losers? Uh, losers. Mm-hmm. Big losers. Why? Why? Big loser. They needed. Yeah. <sighs> Man, the AL Central is so winnable right now. Yeah. So winnable. And the Minnesota Twins have the best big lose. Look at the bottom third, the lower big third. Losers. No. The, they have the most talented roster in in that. And they're central. in first. Yeah, and they're, they're in first, first place. In the AL Central, Cleveland right behind it. I mean, Detroit. Did all of did this whole division become <laughs> losers for you? Did, did we say losers for this whole division? Uh, no, the White Sox were winners. Okay, for selling. And getting a Winter, lot of prospects. But they were sellers. Yeah. That yeah. Made, it's a little different. Um, yeah. The twins. I just, I would have loved to see more. Maybe like, we don't need more to win this division. Well, they sure as hell do. Yeah. And they didn't. So big losers <laughs> for the twins. All right. I'm excited for this one because uh, before today and when we started the show, they hadn't made any moves. The New York Yankees. Big, 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 big losers. The biggest loser. The big loser. Wasn't that a show? The, the biggest, biggest loser. losers. Yeah. What? I the Yankees are so aggravating. Thank you. Lower third looks great here. Oh. Big, 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 big loser. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Okay. What are they doing? You're I the New know. York Yankees. And you just you, got judged back. If you feel like your team isn't good enough to win, then become sellers. Yeah. But they they did nothing with a team that isn't as good as they were last year. Mm-mm. And that team last year got swept by the Astros in the playoffs. I'm, I'm just at a loss for words right now. When it comes to the Yankees, I'm perplexed at the decision-making happening. Uh, we saw Domingo German was supposed to start on the mound for them yesterday. Gets scratched from that start due to a, a potential in, they, injury concern. scratched yeah. him from the start, end up starting Johnny Brito, and he gives up five early runs. They get in a, they trail early in the game. Who do they bring in out of the bullpen? Domingo German, who was supposed to start but was scratched. It just, and then he threw a perfect one, two, three inning through. 
I'm I'm just so at a loss of words for what the New York Yankees are doing right now. And I think me being at a loss for words is because Brian Cashman is at a loss for what to do as the GM of this team. Yeah. I don't get it. Brian Cashman has has taken this team and gone backwards. Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman leading the way with this New York Yankees team. It's been unacceptable. This trade deadline was unacceptable. And the New York Yankees not being the New York Yankees and not getting to a World Series in over a decade is unacceptable. I mean, this season is unacceptable. They're in last place in the AL East. They are 10 games behind Baltimore. Like It's bad. Would you say, Alex, that they are? Big, 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 big losers. losers. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Okay. And again, you don't want to see that when you have one of the best players in the game on your team. You never Oh my God. Baseball's that. better when Aaron Judge yeah. is in the playoffs. Baseball's better when the Yankees are good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move to the other New York team that just had a garage sale. The New York Mets. Winners or losers with what they got in return. This one's interesting. Yeah. Because you could go based off of the return that they got. Yeah. Um, but I am going to put the Mets on the loser side. Yeah. Just because I just, I, this season as a whole disaster, the way the trade deadline went, I actually feel like when it comes to the Mets, I feel like this was an accident. What ended up happening. I feel like they traded David Robertson as I spoke earlier in the yeah. week. I think that happened too early. Okay. And then the Max Scherzer situation came from that where he said, Hey, this surprised me. I need to go talk to the organization and figure out the direction that they want to go in. And within 24 hours, he was out of town. And then you have Justin who after his last start, right before that, um, right before that conversation. So two starts ago, he said, I'm committed to this team. I signed a long-term deal heel here. I want to win here. That's what I'm going to do. And nobody's come to talk to me about a potential trade or anything. But then the Max Scherzer trade happened. And then naturally, Justin looks in the mirror and looks at the team and says, well, my God. And he even said this oh. publicly. What was said to Max? Like, yeah. what, what is I don't want to go down with a sinking ship. Well, I want to exactly. win. Exactly. What was said to Max to make him move on? Um, so I'm sure that made him think, all right, well, if I get traded, I'll wave the, uh, what direction are we going in? Yeah. And then Alex, today it actually came out. What? was said to Max. Share it. What what happened? And Max said, one, that he was not itching to be traded. It, it was not really something that was on his radar, but he agreed to waive his no trade clause when Cohen and Billy Epler informed him the team was taking a step back next season and building more for the future. And Max was quoted as saying, I talked to Billy Epler, the GM, and I was like, okay, are we reloading for 2024? And he was, And he said, no, we're not. Basically, our vision now is for 25 or 2026, 2025 at the earliest, though, more like 26. We're going to be making trades around that. Then went on to say, when asked if the team will be out on big free agents in the offseason, Epler said, no, we're going we're not going to be signing the big upper echelon guys. 24 is now looking like more of a transition year. So basically they did that last off season, fell flat on their face, didn't work. And they are completely clearing house and flipping the script. Correct. That is exactly what's happening. That's what led to Max Scherzer being out the door. And I think if you had said two weeks ago to Billy Epler and Steve Cohen that Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander would not be on your team in two weeks, I think they would have been as flummoxed as the rest of us are. Weird. 
I, yeah. I really do believe that. I don't think, I don't think they headed into this trade deadline expecting to trade them both. And I think when one fell, the other, the other well, yeah. happened to follow. Well, especially with, with Justin, if, if they're not looking at oh. next season, Justin's 40 years possibly old, possibly the year after those are the only two seasons he really has left to get yeah. another, get another ring. Yeah. Maybe go for another side. Justin's young. 40 years old. Yeah. He should winning is when now when now this and, season and next season. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to say this Mets deadline is a failure because I just feel like they, I feel like the, the front office, I feel like they messed up. I, I feel like this was not supposed to happen though. I, I will add that I, I do like the returns they got. So it, this is their new shift. Yeah. And remember Billy Epler, Billy Epler publicly just a few days ago, said this is not a fire sale. This is not yeah, a liquidation. Is. Yes, this is, is just a repurposing. Well, guess what? This was a fire yes, sale. It was. This was a complete teardown uh-huh. and a build up for 2026. Yep. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to do it, yep. you got some good pieces in return. Luis Angel, Acuna, um, Gilbert. I, I, I approve of what they've done. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to the Oakland athletics. Losers. Okay. Should we just move on? Move on. Okay. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I'm going to go losers. They did just add, they added Michael Lorenzen, mm-hmm. all-star Michael Lorenzen, who yeah. we spoke. I love that. Really, really good guy. He was great. Love Michael Lorenzen. But I don't think it was enough for a team that has a lot of holes, glaring issues. Yeah. Even offensively, I would say like unexpectedly wound up with glaring issues this year. Yep. Uh, Pitching rotation issues. Michael Lorenzen does fix that. Helps that a lot. Uh, But didn't, uh, you know, didn't make that big splash that we're accustomed to Dave Dombrowski making. Former GM of the Tigers as well. How about when I told uh, Al Avila that many people are saying I was his best, uh, you know, your best draft pick. Me in the 14th (laughs) round in 2013. (laughs) He loved that. Yeah, you got to slide that in a little bit. Okay, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Winners or losers? Mm. I'm going to go losers for the pirates. Okay. They, they had Rich Hill. They had G man Choi traded those guys away for, I mean, not a, not a, not a lot, Mm. you know, like maybe who, who's to say how the pitching prospect Wolf's going to turn out from the Padres, but he was their number, what 14. So he wasn't a top 10 prospect. Now he moves on. and, And that was the big get. I, I don't think that was enough. I think they had Rich Hill and G-Man Choi and, and didn't get enough in return. I don't think with the moves they made that they they did they got enough. Okay. That's all I got for you. Well, let's move to the team that those guys just went to, the San Diego Padres. Winners or losers? I'm going to go winners. Ooh. They've played themselves back into a potential. Uh, they've played themselves back in it to a degree. Now, they did just lose to the Rockies in a terrible terrible nightmare of a game, but they're, they're in on going for it. They mm-hmm. added, they added Rich Hill. They added, um, they added G man Choi and didn't give up a ton to do it while also keeping intact Blake Snell, Josh Hader, Juan Soto. They ended up buying and they're going for it. And you know what? I respect going for it. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. In a seller's market when there was a lot out there yeah. to say, Hey, we aren't giving up on they this team. They kind of held on to the last We're minute. Going for it. You didn't know it was going to happen. Now yeah. they're five games out of a wild card spot. So, Alex, how many parallels to to each other have we made this year between the Padres and the Mets? I know. And what they've decided to do at the trade deadline was complete polar 
opposites. Yeah. So, and the crazy part is the Mets are just one game behind the Padres in the wild card race. Mm-hmm. Like Padres are five games out of wild card spot and Mets are six games out of wild card spot. And Mets went, nope, bye. Padres went, come on, let's go for it. Yeah. So uh, I'll yeah. go, I'll go winners for them. Added some, added some depth, some rotation depth, added some offensive, uh, a bat that, you know, as, as much as we talk about that lineup, the back yeah. end, the depth of that lineup is not very good. So adding G man Choi there is, That's great. I like it. I, I like, like G man Choi. I like what they did. He's also like good vibes for the dugout. Yeah. He's great. Okay. Let's move on to San Francisco giants. Winners or losers? Uh, I'm going to go losers. All right. Added AJ Pollock, but mm-hmm. not a good year out of Pollock. Uh, again, a team that I'm expecting. I feel like I'm always expecting more from them. And I feel like their fan base probably is the same. And I feel like they always just come up a bit short. Aaron Judge, Carlos Correa, then trade deadline. You hear them speculated for for Justin and, yeah. and some of the big arms out there. Don't really wind up with much. So I'm going to go losers for the Giants. All right. Seattle Mariners, winners or losers? Mariners, I'm going to go big losers. Mm. I I just don't. They were were playing the best baseball they have all year long. Yeah. Got themselves back into contention in the league. Yep. In a wild card spot. And they just decided right in the the middle of the team playing their best baseball all year. Hey, guys, thanks for doing that. You're gone. And you're gone. And they just traded some pieces away that I I, I disagree with. I, I disagree with the way they handled the offseason or the, well, I actually do. Yeah. I disagree with the way they handled the offseason. And, and the I trade dis- deadline. And I disagree with the way they handled the trade trade deadline. All right. Moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals. Winners or losers? Uh, Cardinals are losers. <laughs> Cardinals are losers. Um, I Look, if you're going to sell, sell. Yeah. <laughs> sell your big piece. Right. If you're going to sell. Gonna your big sell piece. Sell, man. Yeah. Like I don't. You went Jordan Montgomery, sure, but like Paul Goldschmidt, yeah, one of your million good outfielders that you have. Sell. They didn't do it. This has been a nightmare of a year for them. It look, it, look at what the Mets have done. Yeah, at least respect that they like, had the guts in. to be like, look, we're, we're at least going all in. Yeah, and they did, and they made the decision, the complete opposite decision of the Padres to sell. And when they decided to sell, boy, did they sell Yep. the Cardinals who are worse than the Mets this year and certainly have the pieces to sell decided to sell, but we're just like, meh, meh. We'll just, we'll do this and this. And that's, that's it. Yeah. If you're going to sell, sell yep. losers. All right. Tampa Bay Rays winners or losers. Uh, the Rays are winners. I really like Aaron Savali that pick up there. Really, really underrated arm. Not, not going to not going to sweep you off your feet if you're watching on TV by throwing a hundred miles an hour and striking out, you know, 12 per game, but the guy gets out and he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last month or so. And he's a guy that the Tampa Bay, it's the perfect Tampa Bay Rays pickup. It Aaron Savali is the, is the Tampa Bay Rays pickup and they did it good for them. Texas Rangers winners or losers winners, big winners. They did good. Toronto Blue Jays, winners or losers? Blue Jays are winners. Okay. I like what they did. Added Jordan Hicks at the back end of that bullpen, which was important with Jordan Romano going down. Their all-star closer goes down. Added Jordan Hicks. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of save opportunities there for them. In the meantime, um, some of the other pickups they had, I, I just, I like it. I feel like they did good. Do you have it? Do you have in front of you who some of their other pickups were? I'm going through all this without 
I cut off the the Blue Jays from my. Who did you say already? Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Yeah. Uh, Paul DeYoung. Paul, De- Paul DeYoung. Yeah. Big big pickup there. I love the tweet that the Blue Jays sent out about this because Paul said, "I think I hate the Yankees," and then Blue Jays did like a quote tweet. One of us. One of like us. That. He's like one of us. When, and how, that was from how like, old was like 2011. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Very, I, very old tweet. I just, I think that it adds a lot of depth for them and amidst the uncertainty that is Bo Bichette right now. Yeah. It's pulled out of that game yesterday. Looked like a bad knee injury. Whenever you see non-contact and, and just running knee ah. looks awful, but from, I, I've, I've heard there was good news there and it appears on the surface, no structural damage. So hopefully that's okay. But again, still adding Paul DeYoung for right now. Yeah. Uh, good. I, Blue Jays winners. They need okay. a bullpen. They got bullpen. And last but not least, Washington Nationals winners or losers. The Nationals are winners. Wow. I really like what they got in return for Candelario, the number yep. 14 and number 16 prospect there from the Cubbies. Uh, they had some, they had some other, they had some other moves. I I guess when all is said and done, we've been live for over an hour now. Yeah, I guess that's Lane it. Thomas didn't end up going, which is a bit surprising. Held on to him. But for what they did, really like to return. Nationals are winners. All right. So that wraps up all of our grades. From the sound of it, from the top of the conversation, top of the show, all the way through, Astros got your best grade. So yeah. who got your worst grade? F. Yankees. I mean, what... I'm even more perplexed now than I was coming into the show. Because they hadn't you know, made a trade before we my, came into the show. I hear in my ear, oh, breaking news, the New York Yankees add. Huh? Middleton yeah. and and Spencer Howard? I just I look, I did a whole rant on the Yankees earlier. I stand by that. F F stands for biggest loser. And that is the Yankees here. I, I really am. <laughs> I you know, people are gonna, people are gonna. Listen and continue to say like, Ben's always hated the Yankees. Ben hates the Yankees. And I, I really, no, I really you wanted don't. them to go out and get stronger and get pieces to make them better. And they didn't yes, do that. They didn't That's do the that. Point. You're not- I, I, I want to see that team with that rotation and their superstars and they're the New York Yankees and Aaron judge in the playoffs and yeah. that matchup, the heated rivalry now with the Yankees and the Astros. I mean, man, yeah. it's just frustrating. So I would say they're the biggest loser. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got. Alex. That was a good show. Justin's back in, uh, back in Houston. You know, you know, it's interesting about all this. What? Last year. So with Fox, the, the TV rights always have the world series, but every year the CS switches from the ALCS to the NLCS. So now we have the ALCS. We had NLCS last year, ALCS this year. And I was like, of course, Justin's in it last year and we don't have it. And then he's in the NL and we have it this year. So now you're pushing even harder for the Astros in the world series, even though they were already your pick, right? Astros Braves is who you have. Astros Braves is my world series prediction. Still feeling good about that? I feel so much (laughs) better about that. Are you kidding me? It's looking great. Um, what a day, uh, man, this trade deadline. I know you just got a lot of information thrown at you, but hope this you enjoyed is, it. I, I enjoyed it. Breaking yeah. news in the middle of this, a former GM of the Detroit Tigers joining us to talk what it's like from the inside winners and losers of the deadline. There was a lot, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. The trade deadline I love is the like best. in the moment live while just go with it. That was cool. That was yeah. fun. I love hearing like breaking news. And then it's like Spencer Howard for cash, but then it could also be like <laughs> breaking, you know, like yeah. 
Jack Flaherty, the Orioles, like that's a, that's a bigger that's pickup, but you, you never know. And it keeps you on your toes. And I hope we always keep you on your toes as well. This one hey. has been a blast. It is now August 1st, my friend, a new month. By the way, just wanted to thank everyone for listening because July was the most listened to month in Flippin' Bats history. Thank you, Flippin' Bats community. It it's beat, all you guys. The, it beat the month going to Japan. It beat World Baseball Classic. And every month this year, Al, it's just Moving continuing to move boop, on up. Boop, so boop. Uh, big things <laughs> happening. And that is all credit to everyone listening. Thank you all for listening when we are pretty much every single day doing yep. a show. We appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod there where you can watch every single thing we do. But that does it for this Tuesday deadline, trade deadline episode of Flippin' Bats, my friends. Until next time, this has been another episode. Peace.